Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. It is Thursday night, September 17th. Excited to be on the air. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Aniano, and joining me, as he always does now on Thursday night, with, with whatever voice he has left. And let's be honest, it's not much. It's like a uh, it's a sexy Julia Child I got going on here on the other end. But he's going to try to give us whatever he can on this Thursday evening. Uh, my partner and colleague, Mr. Douglas Dadala. Doug. Happy Thursday, football, baseball, all the fun stuff is on the TV in the background. How are you tonight, my friend? Hello, Anthony. I was about a half, half a day without a voice, and right now it's about the best that I got. All right. Well, you know what? That's it, man. You do the best you can. We'll get through it. Um, anybody who listens to the show knows I hog the airways anyway, so you'll be all right. I see we got a call <laughs> in the guest uh, on, the, on the line already. We'll get to that in a minute, so just hold tight. Just want to remind everybody, give us a call, 347-838-8088. Uh, that's 347-838-8088. The chat room will be open in just a moment as well. Uh, we're bringing you all the best in the world of fantasy football as we prepare for fantasy football week two. And I uh, hope you set your lineups, take a look at some of the matchups and all the important stuff, and we'll go kind of position by position. Uh, don't forget, follow the show on Twitter at Fantasy. That's Fantasy. Facebook at the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. Um, don't forget, too, if you're listening to us on demand, we appreciate it. And also go to iTunes, do a search, and subscribe, download, rate the show at our iTunes link. We do appreciate that. i got to be honest, Doug, football game right now, Broncos, Chiefs. Thursday night football is usually pretty terrible. Um, the start of this game was no different. Uh, 14-14, though, Peyton Manning, looking like he was left for dead, has suddenly reemerged. Uh, that game's all right. I'm actually, though, in the background watching the baseball game, uh, Miami Marlins, Washington Nationals. Anybody who knows me knows I'm a big Mets fan, and I'm actually just sitting here watching the the Miami Marlins blow a 6-2 to two lead. It's now 6-4 in the bottom of the eighth. The base is loaded. But uh, we're going to talk all the football in just a moment. But we got a caller online, and I don't like to keep my callers waiting. So let's get right to it. Hello, you're on the air with Anthony and Doug. Who's this? Hey, what's going on? It's Rich from Limbrook. Rich from Limbrook, what's happening, man? How you doing tonight? Hey, Richie. Good, how's everything, guys? Good. What do you got um, for us tonight, Rich? What's going on with Peyton Manning? Last two weeks, <laughs> nothing. I picked him early. You think it's just some bad luck right now, or? <clears throat> Doug, you want to handle this first, or would you like me to go, my friend? I will take this one. You know, I posted online before the game started. I said I, I like him for a bounce back, um, a bounce back week. He start, I gotta say he started off looking pretty bad, but now he's starting to put up some numbers. He's got two touchdown passes, I believe. Um, he's got one pick of the pick six, but you know what? I I, I mean, I, I we were saying all preseason, don't take him too early. If you take Peyton Manning, take him in the fourth, fifth round, preferably fifth to sixth round. Uh, if you went too early for him, you know, then you want to get started advice. But I, I think he's gonna be okay. Right now, if you're gonna blame the uh, the uh, well, right now they're tied, but it looked like they were going to get housed. And for a while, 
the the one to blame or the ones to blame was the Denver defense just digging a hole for themselves, just stupid penalties. I mean, it was third and long. They they had them, and there was a couple of uh, um, was it uh, personal fouls against them. So the defense is playing like a bunch of idiots, uh, really foolish, foolish uh, decisions. But I think Peyton's going to be okay. Let's see his stats. What's the stats like? Do you see his stats right well, now? Well, I was going to say this, Doug. I was going to say this. If I told you your starting quarterback in the first half of a football game went 13 for 19, 116 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception, would you sign up for that most games in one half of your starting quarterback? The, the truth of the matter is there, Rich, yeah, you would. He's on pace for yeah. 250 yards and four touchdowns today. You know, uh, it's amazing to me how impatient fantasy football owners have played. Oh, he's played six, he hasn't even completed six quarters of football, and we're writing him off. The truth of the matter is he's got a new offense with a new head coach that wants to stress the running game. So, so Denver has been forcing the running game on the offensive end. And truth be told, the, offensive, the, the running game has been ineffective. You saw it last week against Baltimore. You're seeing it again this week. Now, if you told me, Anthony, are you concerned about Peyton Manning? If I drafted him in the second round, no, because he's not that Peyton Manning anymore. If I drafted him round five, round six, round seven, which I ha- did, I'm right now six, twelve, uh, I'm at 16, I'm at 14 points in a six-point uh, quarterback lead, uh, and, and it's halftime. He's on pace for 25 points at least tonight. I'll sign up for that because I didn't take him in round three. I took him in round seven, so I feel better about it. You want to know who I'm worried about? I'm worried about C.J. Anderson on Denver. That's who people should be worried about. He looked terrible last week. He looks terrible this week. He's got a toe injury. He's got an ankle injury. And and honestly, Ronnie Hillman just looks like the better running back. And if anybody who listened to me at all in the preseason, I told you stay away from C.J. Anderson. People fell in love with him. They got all wet in the panties over him over an eight-game sample, half a season. And I said there's a lot of depth at that running back position. At the time, you had Monty Ball still there. You had Ronnie Hillman there. And you even have uh, Juwan Thompson there. And, and all of those backs, when given an opportunity last year, excelled. It took two injuries before C.J. Anderson even got a chance. All right? Ronnie Hillman ran well. Monty Ball looked good last year at times. C.J. Anderson's who I'm concerned about. If you took a first or early second-round pick on C.J. Anderson, that's what you're panicking over because Ronnie Hillman is the better back. Both of them today have splitting carries, seven carries each. Ronnie Hillman with 33, C.J. Anderson with 19. That's the guy to worry about. Rich, don't worry about Peyton Manning. He's not 5,000-yard, he's not 45 touchdowns. Peyton Manning is 3,800 yards, 28 to 30 touchdowns. You'll be fine. Don't panic, my friend. So saying that, who would you who would you rather ha- have on your team, Philip Rivers or Peyton Manning? Who would you rather have started? Pey- Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. I go. Manning. Phil- I go. Philip Rivers. I, have, I go. Yeah, Rivers. You know, I, I'll say this, Richie. If somebody, if if you know, you're a fan of football guy, so I assume you're in like five to, to ten leagues. If somebody is willing to give up, if someone's panicking about Peyton Manning and want to give him up, see if you can get him for a song. I mean, I, I like him. People, yes. people are gonna start wanting want to dump him. We'll see what if he does. If he pulls off twenty-five points uh, altogether this game, it might be tough. But if he stays around twenty points, people are gonna panic and they're gonna want to dump him. Yeah. Yep. 
And and the truth is, it, and the truth is, guys, a quarterback who could give you twenty to twenty-five is really, if you drafted well, all you need out of your quarterback is twenty to twenty-five points. Now, I'm a firm believer in your quarterback should not be your your top player on a fantasy team because, like you said, Rich, they, they're kind of interchangeable. Would I rather Philip uh, Peyton Manning over Philip Rivers? Yeah, I would. But if you told me Anthony play Philip Rivers the rest of the season. If I drafted well, I could still win with Phillip Rivers, you know, because I, my focus yeah. on draft day is not quarterback. It's running backs, it's wide receivers, round seven, round eight, round nine, round ten. There's my quarterback. At that point, I didn't, I didn't go into any draft saying I need to draft Peyton Manning. I went into a draft with a plan, and when the round came, take the best QB available. Well, there was whatever round when I, in the leagues I have Manning, round seven, round eight, there was Peyton Manning. So maybe because of that, my expectations are lower than the guy who drafted him in round three. But I, I drafted to prevent that. I could survive. I could find a quarterback on the waiver wire that I could – like, for example, I am perfectly okay if you told me you're starting Nick Foles, of all people, this week at quarterback. He's playing the Redskins. Yeah. I could, I could line up on the sender with you two guys out wide, and we'll throw for 250 and three touchdowns against the Washington Redskins. And I know Doug, Doug's slower than molasses. I throw better with my left arm than my right, and I'm a righty. Rich, I don't know much about you, but I'm assuming you can at least catch a cold. So, you know, oh, yeah. you, you could survive without the quarterback. Don't panic on Manning. Roll with him. If you could buy him cheap, do it. But don't sell him cheap because that you'll regret. Yeah. And, and just one more question. Uh, the tight end, Sherrion Jenkins, what, what do you think I should do with him? I have Gronkowski starting. you think I should think about starting him as a flex over Mike Wallace? I am all in on Safarian Jenkins. Um, in fact, one of the leagues Doug and I are in together, um, I knew I could get Safarian Jenkins late and I did. I think it was round 12 or round 13, and he's the only tight end on my roster. Now, I'm not going to wow. sit here and pretend that uh, I expected what I got last week because I did not expect that. Nobody could have. Um, yeah. My expectation of Safar and Jenkins every week is uh, eight targets, five or six catches, 50 to 60 yards, a, a solid, consistent 10 to 12-point effort, Give me six or seven touchdowns over the course of the season, and, and I'm fine with that. Um, you know, Gronk is obviously a tight end one. He's the best in the business. You don't have to worry. But I, I think by the end of the season, Safarin Jenkins is a top ten tight end. I'm a big believer in rookie in the tight ends of a rookie quarterback. Uh, Delaney Walker and Safarin Jenkins were both super high on my draft list this year because of that. They checked down a lot. And, and you saw it last week. Safarin Jenkins was a beast. Delaney Walker also had a good game last week um, uh, for for Tennessee. I'm holding on to Jenkins. I, if you wanted to play him over Mike Wallace, I can't blame you. Mike Wallace hasn't had a 1,000-yard season since he played for the Steelers. He's it, Mike Wallace is a guy I still think who gets by on name more than what he has left in the tank. Um, if you wanted to go so far in Jenkins, you could. I'm not, I don't think it's crazy. Uh, I, I'm okay with that. Doug, what do you think? Safarin yeah, I agree. And, and, Rich, I have the same problem. In one league, I have Witten starting, and I have Jenkins on the bench. And, uh, Anthony, oh. I just checked. You took him in the 14th round in our league. There you go. I got him in the 17th round in another league, and I'm considering flexing. I'm considering 
flexing him. It's between he and Andre Johnson. With the T.Y. Hilton situation this week, I'll probably go with Johnson, but I really would have no problem with you flexing him as well. You know, I yeah. would go Safar and Jenkins actually over both of them. You know, as I look at things a little closely, uh, uh, you know, Tampa's playing the Saints. And, you know, the Saints defense doesn't really stop anybody. So, <laughs> I, I mean, this is a Saints defense. Um, you know, they, they gave up 31 points to the Arizona Cardinals last year. Their tight end, Fells, had a big game last week for Arizona. So, so you, when you look at that matchup um, of last week, you know, Carson Palmer tore them up. He really did a number on them. Uh, their tight end had a big game. So I'm okay with Tampa this week going against uh, 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 against the Saints. You know, last week, Fells, their tight end, he had four catches for 82 yards and a touchdown. Safarin Jenkins is better than Fells. So yeah. if you want to roll with Safarin Jenkins again, I'm all for it. Uh, the matchup is good. you got to take advantage of that. Wallace last week, he went six catches for 63 yards, and he's playing a Lions defense that did, did give up passing yardage to the Chargers. They lost 33-28. to 28. But, you know, Wallace, six catches, 63. Safarin Jenkins, Saints defense is vulnerable. They, they show last week they can't stop an inferior tight end in Fells. I'm going Safarin Jenkins as well, guys. Okay, there you go, Richie. All right, thanks, Fells. All right, Rich. All right, hey, man, thanks care. for the call. Uh, I appreciate you listening. Have a great night, man. So there you go, Doug. Wow, we just jumped right into that, my friend. That's for sure. Doug, let's go back to the Peyton Manning conversation. And, you know, it's funny. It's all over Twitter. A lot lot of stuff going on about that. Peyton Manning's dead. This is the end. Did you come into tonight viewing tonight's game as a must must? I don't even – I don't want to say must win because they did win last week. But a must good game for Peyton Manning? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's he's he's a, he's a proud man. I think just for his mental well-being, he needs a good game. You know, I mean, people, I, I haven't really been on Twitter reading about it, but I'm, I'm sure people were ripping him. People preseason have been saying that he's done. His his arm is shot. Even though I read he, his arm is looking very good preseason, although it doesn't look that great tonight. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was definitely he definitely needed a bounce back week. Um, as of right now, I think he's 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 on his way. Like you said, he's on his way to 25 points in fantasy. Uh, I think he's on his way. I think, yeah, I would agree. I think it's definitely had to be a, a bounce-back week for him. Right. In, in a six-point scoring lead, he's at 14 points on the night. Um, you know, he's get, he, he should. It's, uh, it's halftime now. He should finish over 20, 25 points, which he'll take. Real quick update on some, some fantasy stats here. Peyton Manning, we said 116 yards, two touchdowns. Ronnie Hillman, C.J. Anderson, both really not a factor. Hillman, 7 for 33. C.J. Anderson, 7 for 19. Like I said, be worried about C.J. Anderson. Receiving side of things, Emmanuel Sanders, 5 for 53 and a touch. Demarius Thomas, disappointing, 3 for 35 and a touch. Tight end Virgil Green, 2 for 12 and a touchdown. Um, I had to play Owen Daniels in a league. Uh, Delaney Walker is my number one tight end. He's got a wrist injury. Uh, I needed to make a decision not knowing what Walker would do, so I went Owen Daniels, and that's hurting me. Alex Smith is back to being Alex Smith, 6 for 10 for 51. Jamal Charles looks great, 10 for 74 and a touchdown. Uh, Osanceni, a touchdown, a 25-yard reception. Macklin only 2 for 19. Kelsey 1 for 15. This is the Kansas City Chiefs passing game that we have grown accustomed to uh, and the running game that we've grown accustomed to, 14-14 at the half is where we stand there. Um, 
You know, and I agree, Doug. I, I, the, the death knoll was ringing way too soon on on Peyton Manning, that's for sure. And uh, I, I expect him, like I said, I mean, he talks about it. I don't think he's going to be great, but I think he'll be just fine. Um, you know, and, and you see it on our Twitter feed as well. So make sure you check that out. All right, Doug, uh, we got some questions on Twitter as well. We're going to get to all the positional rankings, but I want to answer these questions. Um, first one, here we go, Doug. Uh, one-third of a point PPR. I need a running back and a flex out of these three. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm going to throw them. These are from, these are from Harold Allen Smith on Twitter. Um, Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray of the Raiders. Raiders are opening are going against Baltimore. Doug Martin of Tampa. Doug Martin has a nice matchup against the Saints. And a little late now, and I did answer this on Twitter already, and I'll tell you how I answered it. And Jeremy Macklin against tonight against the Broncos. Tell me if I'm wrong. I answered the Twitter. I wanted no part of Latavius Murray. Raiders offense looked terrible last week. They got a tough matchup against Baltimore. My recommendation was Doug Martin, and although hindsight's uh, you know always better than than uh, any other vision, uh, I went Jeremy Macklin as well. Yeah, you know, uh, you you definitely have to go Doug Martin. I really I, I wouldn't kill you just because of volume to 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 start Latavius Murray. Macklin is one of those guys. You know, I just I'm just not in on him. I'm just not sold. You know, I'm not, I. I, I I, I probably went with the running backs. Definitely Doug Martin, possibly Murray. But for Murray, Macklin's a coin flip. Yeah, I had a hard time. I mean, the Raiders' offense looked so bad last week. Um, you know, Murray didn't do much. They're playing the Raiders, the Ravens, who shut down the Broncos last week. So I, I went Macklin. We'll see what Macklin does in the second half. Here's another one um, that I think you'd find interesting. Amari Cooper, pick. they need one wide receiver. Amari Cooper or Allen Robinson? Cooper and the Raiders, like we said, against, I mean, Cooper and the Raiders against the Ravens, and Allen Robinson and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars are supposed to play in a monsoon-like conditions against the Miami Dolphins. So what do you think there? Whew, that's a tough one. Um, I'm a big believer in Robinson this year. Um, mm-hmm. I think Amani Cooper, I mean, as far as raw talent, is the better receiver. But the play in the Ravens, they're going to be all over Cooper. Um, I think the Jaguars have more options on offense, and he's one of them. I think I would roll Robinson. Yeah, I, I agree. I go Robinson I, for the same reason. I'm avoiding Oakland right now. Uh, I think Oakland's defense, I mean, the Oakland's offense has talent. But it's not there yet, and I would uh, stay away from them as well. I'm breathing a sigh of relief, Doug. Marlins almost blew the game. They held on 6-4. Uh, take another game off the Mets magic number, not to digress to baseball too much, but a good win for the Marlins. Mets back up by 8. They had the day off. Uh, so thank you, Miami, helping out my Mets. I can now refocus on the football game. Uh, Chiefs have the ball. Macklin with his now up to three receptions, 27 yards. You know, Macklin's got six targets on the day, which is really the number you want to see when it comes to a receiver. You know, uh, you don't want the guy who's got one or two targets. You want the targets. They're there for Macklin. 
Let's see if he could convert here as the Chargers, as the uh, Chargers, as the Chiefs are driving. Um, Doug, let's take a look at this now. Um, let's start at the quarterback position. We've got some interesting matchups. Um, Eli Manning, the, the New York Giants, he's got a great matchup this week against the Atlanta Falcons. I'm a big believer in Eli this week for that reason. I've put him in some lineups where really he was my quarterback too. He wasn't great last week, only 193 yards, but he didn't turn the ball over. Uh, Falcons gave up the most passing yards allowed last year. Uh, is, is Eli Manning a must-start this week for you? Yeah, he's in my sick category against the Falcons. I mean, I don't want to say almost anybody you can start against the Falcons, but Eli, he is definitely uh, going to bounce back uh, against the Falcons. I definitely would start him this week. I agree. I, I love the matchup for him. Uh, Odell Beckham should have a big game. Jeremy Macklin with a big catch. He's up to four for 57. So I'm, be, I'm feeling better about that recommendation. Doug, when you look at your quarterback list, who else do you have? Who else is in that start category for you, my friend? You know, this this might be a, a bold pick, but I'm going with it anyway. I'm taking Joe Flacco against the Raiders. Joe Flacco had a horrible week last week. Um, but, again, he's playing the Raiders. And the Raiders, right. they're, they're, they're a team to look at next year. But this year, they're just not getting it done. They're, they're going to be a doormat again this year. Uh, Flacco, he's one of those, you know, He's a, he's kind of like uh, John Starks for the Knicks back in the day. You know, he's either on fire or he's dead, and he was dead last week. And I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna have a big week this week. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, I'm in that matchup. When I look at that game, I look at I look at Ravens. I like Forsett. I agree with you. I think Flacco could be a sneaky play. Um, I love Flacco for cheap in a daily game. We're gonna try to merge the two here in this conversation. Um, you know, Joe Flacco could be a, an inexpensive daily game play. Uh, so I like that. You know, and, um, and we talk about Latavius Murray. You know, we talked about him before in answering the question on Twitter. Uh, you know, Murray was limited to 44 yards last week against the Bengals. Um, you know, and now this week he's facing a Ravens team who only allowed 69 yards rushing this week. I can't trust Murray, uh, especially now Macklin's catching some passes here from Kansas City. So uh, just some more information on, on the avoidance of Latavius Murray. Doug, Here's a question. I actually heard this on Sirius today, and I want to get your take, and it's an interesting one. Tom Brady against the Buffalo Bills. You saw what they did to the Colts last week. Is Tom Brady sittable this week? Uh, you know what? It depends on who you have in backup. Is he, I would, I, for me, I wouldn't sit him. I would have no problem starting him. I mean, he's Tom Brady. Um, it's, it's a massive division rivalry. I, and I'll tell you what. Anthony, even after last week, that chip on his shoulder over the whole uh, deflate gate has not gone away. He's still going to be an angry man, and I would definitely start him this week. All right, I'm going to I'm going to pose some situations to you then. All Let's right, say you drafted Tom Brady where you would draft Tom Brady round five, round six, somewhere around there, and in round ten you drafted Eli Manning. We love Manning's matchup against Atlanta this week. That we do. What would you do? Um, I'm trying trying to pose situations that may realistically happen. Brady, man, Eli, the gap between them on draft day was significantly enough that somebody could have said, all right, Eli's my backup quarterback. Yeah, you know, they're playing at Buffalo. Buffalo is going to be on fire. I know it's cold as hell up there, but they're going to be on fire. I would have no problem. You know, I think I might actually say that I would start Eli over Brady this week. Yeah. 
You know, another player I love this week, and I saw this stat, and I'm, I'm hoping I remember it correctly, but in his last 16 games, he has thrown for over 300 yards in 14 of them. Who am I talking about? Um, I'm going to guess Geno Smith. <laughs> Carson Palmer. Nice. In his last 16 games, he's been healthy. He's thrown for 300 yards in four of them. And Carson Palmer has a tremendous matchup this week going against uh, the Chicago Bears. Yeah, you know, please, if if the Carson Palmer guys can hear me, please slide, Carson. My God. He almost ruined his entire season on that one play where he got jacked mm-hmm. up. It was, it was brutal to watch. Yeah, I agree. Now, would you play Carson Palmer this week? I would absolutely, one hundred percent. He's 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 that close to my must start as far as you know, week to week. I mean, he's uh, yeah. He, he go ahead. No, I was going to say he is approaching top twelve category uh, as a must start quarterback. I agree. Uh, I am in a the Roto Baller uh, league that uses FleaFlicker dot com. And my quarterback dilemma there is Tom Brady and Carson Palmer. And I'll be honest, I have till Sunday to finalize this. But if if I had to make that decision at this moment, as crazy as it sounds, I would go Carson Palmer. The matchup is terrific. Chicago cannot stop anybody. We know this. And, you know, Carson Palmer threw for over 300 yards last week. He threw for two touchdowns last week. You know, this is a a, a Bears defense that – is is bad. Their secondary is worse than bad. Bad. I, I, I'm all in on Carson Palmer this week with that matchup. Doug, what about quarterbacks you want to stay away from this week? Uh, any surprise? Are there any quarterbacks you would avoid that would maybe surprise people? Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm not. I, I think this week I would sit Marcus Mariota. I'm not. I'm not in on him yet. I mean, last week he beat the Bucks. Had a massive day. Right. He, he was probably picked up by about 75% of the leagues across, across the nation. Uh, but he's playing a, a pretty decent second day with the Browns. I don't think I would play him this week. No, I, I couldn't. I couldn't trust the rookie right now in his second start. It's just not something I can do. I, I, I think it's a bad move. I agree with you there. Um, you know, some other quarterbacks that I think kind of have a, have a tougher matchup. You know, uh, Andrew Luck this week, Doug. I understand you probably took him in the second round, but he's playing the Jets. You know, another situation, I would probably play Carson Palmer over him. I would play Eli Manning over him. Ryan Tannenhill against the Jaguars. I may play him over Andrew Luck. I know it's ludicrous. He's your second-round pick. But you know what? you got to, at the very least, lower expectations for Andrew Luck, even with, with the Jets not having Antonio Cromartie. T.Y. Hilton may not play. Frank Gore looks old. Andre Johnson looks old. I'm not sold on Andrew Luck this week against the Jets. Am I crazy, or are you in agreement there? Well, you know, Anthony, uh, you're not crazy. If you picked Luck in the second round or in the first round, and let's be honest, no, I don't think in any league where anyone knows what they're doing, he went past the second round. You know, maybe early third round. Hopefully, if you if you picked up Luck, you picked up a Tannehill or a Philip Rivers or a Carson Palmer. Um, Carson Palmer over over uh, Luck, I have no problem with that. And I think Anthony, the same situation could 
be for Aaron Rodgers. He's playing in Seattle. I'm sorry, he's playing Seattle yeah. at home. So another one, first, second-round guy, you know, if you have a Tannehill or an Eli or, uh, you know, Palmer, a Carson Palmer, anyone like that. You know, What about you, Bradford? Would you start Bradford over these guys against Dallas? You know what? I'm not. I'm not. He's another guy I'm not sold on yet. You know, he's got. I know everyone's excited. He made one game in a row, and he's not hurt, and that's a big deal for him. But um, you know, I, I think I think Dallas. I think their defense is going to be a little bit underrated. It's going to be a it's a NFC East matchup, which is always you know for the top teams. Well, basically anybody but Washington is very excited to watch a matchup. Uh, you know, I I don't know if I'll play him this week. I don't. Yeah, Bradford coming off. I mean, the one thing about an Eagles quarterback, and Doug, the other night, uh, last night actually, I had a guest spot on uh, on SiriusXM, and, and uh, we were talking with the hosts, and they asked my thoughts on Bradford, and I said, you know, this week's not great, but it's not terrible. But um, at this point, I've got to view Bradford as a top 12 fantasy quarterback. Uh, and I said it, it's funny, I said it last year when Nick Foles was injured, I said, add Mark Sanchez. And people thought I was out of my mind nuts. But in this offense, the quarterback is going to throw the ball 50 times a game. Bradford last week threw it 52 times. So, okay, he's going to throw two or three touchdowns. He's going to get picked. There's no denying it. He's going to get picked. But the truth is, Doug, in most leagues, the the difference is about four points between a touchdown and an interception. So if you're getting six points per touchdown, you're only losing two for a pick. You're still plus four for every touchdown they throw compared to interception. Uh, so because of the, the amount of volume Bradford gets, uh, I love him. Jordan Matthews looked like a stud last week. And you know what? Truthfully, Doug, other wide receivers haven't even stepped up yet. The rookie Aguilar didn't really do anything. Uh, you know, there's still pieces in there. DeMarco Murray didn't play great. You want to sit Sam Bradford this week, you're not sold on it. Okay, I get it. I agree with you. But Sam Bradford's going to be a top-12 quarterback if he stays on the field, strictly because of the offensive system. You take Sam Bradford and you dump him in Jacksonville, he's not a top-12 quarterback. In that system, he is. That's how much I like him, Doug. Um, Doug, let's move over to the running back position because there's, there's some interesting matchups there as well. Um, and I want to start with the New York Jet, Chris Ivory. He had a very nice game last week. He's got another decent matchup this week against Indianapolis. Anybody who's listening, I'm telling you, Chris Ivory's an RB2, and I think he's an RB2 for a good portion of this season. I think he's that talented, a running back. Um, am I wrong? Do you agree with me on Ivory? I just like the way the Jets seem to be uh, using him. Yeah, you know, I, I like Ivory a lot. He, he can, they want to throw, throw the ball to him a little bit more this year. Uh, I mean, the guy, the first few years, he was talented, but he got dinged up a lot. And the past, I think, maybe three, even four years, Anthony, he's, he's playing most of the season. He's a, he's, a, he's a tough running back. He doesn't like going down. And he's got a great liner from in front of him. He, I like Ivory a lot. He's one of those guys you mentioned preseason, you know, round seven, eight. He's going to be there. And I, and if you did, I think he'd be very happy. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I like Ivory. He's got a great matchup this week. I actually have him in my top ten um, to, to for for this week because of that matchup. Um, Doug, I want. I'm curious to see what your hit list looks like on the running back position. Any surprises? I mean, we know the Marshall and Lynch, the Justin Forsett. Justin Forsett's got a tremendous matchup against Oakland. My God, 
But uh, Jamal Charles is proving things tonight against Denver. Uh, Jeremy Hill against the Chargers. All terrific matchups. But let, let's slide down because everybody's always looking for that underrated guy. Anybody you think uh, could surprise and you're going to put in your lineup this week? You know, Anthony, I don't like being a hypocrite, but I, I went against my own advice this week. Mm-hmm. And I picked up D'Angelo Williams. He's playing against the 49ers. The running game looked outstanding last week for the for, mm-hmm. uh, for the Steelers. And so I picked him up. I got, I got him cheap. Uh, we do an auction waiver. And I, I got him cheap, and I'm going to start him. I'm going to start him this week. Yeah, he's an interesting play against the 49ers. Um, that's for sure. The 49ers looked good last week uh, against Minnesota. They kept Adrian Peterson in check. But, you know, some of that could be attributed to Russ, right? He didn't play all year. They held him out of preseason games. So I don't know if that was necessarily the best move. But uh, I, I like the Steelers. I like D'Angelo Williams. He he was great last week, 127 yards. That's a no-brainer. You know, some other running backs I find interesting now. Danny Woodhead, after last week's performance, has put himself on the map. You know, uh, they basically split carries. I think it was 14 carries for Melvin Gordon, 12 for Danny Woodhead. More dis, uh, dis, uh, discerning for the Melvin Gordon fan or the Melvin Gordon owner is there were six carries inside the red zone. Danny Woodhead got all of them. He got two. He had two touchdowns. Uh, in a PPR league, he also had four catches for 20 yards. Is, is Danny Woodhead potentially an RB2 in a PPR league, Doug? You know, Anthony, we, you and I talked him up preseason. He, for, for some reason, the guy just does not get a lot of love. And he puts, he puts out numbers every single year. And I just don't understand it. He's, I mean, he's a guy I'm more than happy with putting him as my RB2 or my flex and PPR. Absolutely, no doubt about it. Um, I mean, the guy, he, he's one of those guys, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a Giants fan, but I'm still angry at the Jets for letting him go. All those years ago, I liked yeah. him so much. They kept curly over him, and I was thinking to myself, "What in God's name are you thinking? This guy—he has a short Napoleonic, you know, ship on his shoulder, and and the guy's a baller. And the fact that they let him get away still bothers me. I, I know it's two teams ago, but he's a guy that he will, as long as he can walk, he will be on the field playing. Anthony uh, Woodhead is. He still doesn't get any love. It's, it's amazing. He'll be, he'll, be, he'll be ranked 15th or 20th every week, even when he does well. It's unbelievable to me. Yeah, I agree. Love him. Another running back who might be making himself a little relevant now, uh, Bishop Sankey of the Tennessee Titans. You know, last week, 12 carries for 74 yards and a touchdown. Now, now disclaimer, right? Sankey had a nice game, but what's a little uh, scary is Terrence West, who the Titans acquired from the Cleveland Browns for a seventh-round pick. Terrence West actually had more carries. He had 13, but didn't perform nearly as well, only for 41 yards. Sankey, 12 carries for 74 yards and a touchdown. Um, he's got a great matchup this week against the Cleveland Browns. Um, they just allowed 154 yards last week to the Jets, two rushing touchdowns. Bishop Sankey is a high-end, and I mean high-end RB2. Let's go back to the daily game. If you could get him on a good price, and I haven't pulled the numbers up yet, but if you could get Bishop Sankey for a good price, and I think you still can, I think Bishop Sankey's a nice thought this week as well, Doug. Yeah, I, I got to be honest, Anthony, I, I did not see that coming at all. I, I bought into him last year as a rookie, uh, and he didn't do anything, and I thought he was done, you know? I, I thought that was it for him. They, uh, it's Like you said, if you get him on the cheap, 
then do it and play him. He's, uh, I mean, again, like you said, he played last week, he played Tampa Bay, and that's Tampa Bay. But Cleveland, as far as the running game, not a bad matchup this week either. I agree with Anthony. No, it's it's a tremendous matchup. Sankey's currently going on FanDuel for $6,500. Um, him, Tevin Coleman against the Giants, another terrific matchup. TJ Yeldon of Jacksonville against Miami, not a bad matchup. Amir Abdullah against Minnesota. I know, Doug, you're a big fan of Amir Abdullah of Detroit. He's going for 6400 So these are guys going for a good price. Danny Woodhead is going for $6,200. You said to me, Anthony, give me two sleeper running backs on FanDuel this week. I'm telling you, play, play Bishop Sankey and Danny Woodhead and then load up on the wide receiver positions and go for the win there. These are guys who are going for a reasonable cost. Under the under the player average there, who can be really quite terrific for you uh, uh, this season. Doug Frank Gore, are we concerned? Is Father Time finally catching up to him? Yeah, you know, I mean, he. I'm definitely concerned with it. He's he's one of those guys that you know, I I, I like the guy. You know, he 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 always does nice numbers, but I just I just couldn't pull the trigger on him. He was there around round five, round six, round seven. And I couldn't pull the trigger. And you know, he's in, in in San Francisco. He didn't get a lot of volume. They had a lot, you know, they, they were trying to run Kaepernick. They're trying to throw the ball a bit. And he did so. He did okay. Now he has a lot of wide open space. He's not getting it done. So I would definitely be concerned with uh, Gore. Yeah, I, and if I, he, you if know, I eight carries. Go ahead, Doug. I'm sorry. I just want to say uh, one guy who I really liked last week a lot. He didn't do killer numbers, but he, he looked like one of those guys where in a few weeks he's going to really start picking up. I like Tevin Coleman a lot against the Giants. So he I. looked really good last week to me. Um, he played against Philly. The numbers weren't huge, but he's one of those guys I think around round, around week you know, five, six, seven, he's going to be the guy and he's gonna start, he might start lighting it up. So if you can get him on the cheap, you know, in a trade uh, or in a, a combo trade, I would definitely uh, keep it in the back of your mind. Yeah, I I'm, I have stock in Tevin Coleman in a few leagues. He's got a pretty good matchup this week against the Giants. Last week, hey, he averaged four four yards per carry. 20 attempts, 80 yards. He didn't get in the end zone. Um, he didn't really catch any passes as well. That was more Devonta Freeman. But, you know, it's funny you mention that, Doug. I'm in a league where, which is uncommon for me, but I went – the way the draft went, I ended up going running back heavy. And I was offered a trade that I really I didn't want to make, but I felt like I had to. I want to run it by you, get your thoughts on this. Um, at the running back position, I have Jeremy Hill, TJ Yeldon, Kevin Coleman, Bishop Sankey. Uh, those are my four primary running backs. Hill, Yeldon, Bishop Sankey um, are my four primary running backs. I also had Tevin Coleman and Coleman at the time. Um, my wide receivers, we needed to go with two wide receivers and a flex. I had Calvin Johnson, Mike Evans. Mike Evans has been injured, though, um, with a hamstring. And I had Roddy White. I was offered the opportunity to move Tevin Coleman for Devontae Adams, and as much as I like Coleman, I like Devontae Adams a little bit more. Uh, it's a three-wide receiver, uh, potentially PPR league. So now I made the trade, and I'm able to 
trot out there once all are healthy, Calvin Johnson, Devontae Adams, and Mike Evans, and still be able to rely on two of three running backs, Jeremy Hill, TJ Yeldon, and Bishop Sankey, having moved Tevin Coleman. Your thoughts on that trade? That was a one-for-one trade? Yep, Adams for Coleman, straight up. I think it's a no-brainer. That was a no-brainer. I think you got a great deal there. Um, I'm surprised he made that offer. Did you make the offer, did he? Um, we went back and forth. I was actually offering TJ Yeldon. He wasn't interested because um, I thought Yeldon was actually a fair trade. Uh, he wasn't interested in Yeldon. He wanted Coleman. Uh, you know, I took it. You know, as good as Coleman looked, and we just said we're both high on him, you know, Devonta Freeman is still there, and Atlanta is still a pass-first offense. So uh, I, I made the trade. I added uh, uh, Adams uh, from Green Bay, and, and you know, hope obviously, like with any trade, you hope it kind of pays off. That's yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, Adams, Evans, and uh, Calvin Johnson is a real nice core you got there. Yeah, yeah, I, I like my three wide receivers set up there, Doug. Doug Andre Ellington doesn't look like he's going to play. Uh, PCL, he's going to miss one to three weeks. Are you putting any faith in Chris Johnson? this week for the Arizona Cardinals? Uh, I don't know. I, 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 in, 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 if, you're, if you're desperate for a running back, fine. I, uh, I'm, not, I'm not picking him up. He's another one of those, you know, Father Time's kicking in. Is he really that rejuvenated? You know, I'm, I'm just – I'm not biting on Chris Johnson. I, I just can't do it. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, guys, if you need to pick up an Arizona running back now that I know Chris Johnson is technically the starter, but it's a matter of time before the rookie David Johnson kind of takes over the reins there. If if Ellington's out for a while, you cannot expect much from Chris Johnson. Um, so so please don't. You know, if you want to store a running back there, store Chris John, uh, store David Johnson there, the rookie, and and hold tight with him. Some other players I think to avoid, Doug. Um, I know the kid uh, for the Patriots, Deion Lewis, he had an impressive game last week. Don't trip over yourself trying to get him. LeGarrette Blount is back. He's going to be the primary ball carrier as far as we know. Darren Sproles had a nice game last week for the Eagles. I don't know how much I trust that. Um, Lance Dunbar of the Dallas Cowboys, though, with Des Bryant out, I find interesting as a PPR option. He could be a Shane Vereen or Danny Woodhead type. He could be effective, so somebody to keep an eye on. Doug, with about 20 minutes left, we got to get to the wide receivers, and the big talk really is Des Bryant. If you drafted Des Bryant in the first round, can you overcome that? Um, you know what? I think you can. I, I drafted him in the first round in one league, in the second round in another league. Uh, I'm you know, a little upset right now, but you know what are you going to do? But I, I went wide receiver heavy. In one league, I, I was in, uh, the 10th pick in a 10-team league, and I went Dez, and then I took uh, I took Julio. And then the third mm-hmm. round, I took Mike Evans. And later on, I got John Brown. So, you know, you, you can't overcome it. He's going to be gone, what, between, they said, I heard four weeks to eight weeks. So, you right. know, a month to two months, so who knows. So, yeah, I think you can definitely overcome it. I picked up, actually, I picked up, uh, I'm sorry, his name totally slipped my mind. Um, uh, Beasley. Cole, Beasley? Cole Beasley, yeah. That's funny and you I mean, say that. I grabbed him. I don't. I don't even have stock in Des Bryant. I added Cole Beasley as well in a couple of leagues. As uh, Terrence Williams was added in most leagues, obviously. I grabbed Cole. I'm expecting five to six catches, 
70 yards, a Julian Edelman light type of performance this week out of Cole Beasley, Doug. Yeah, I, I that, that's and I was honestly I, I was thinking the same exact thing. I was thinking I, I could see him the way he is, um, you know, Welker Edelman type guy. I liked him last year, but I liked him. I liked him last year. Looking forward to this year because you know guys like them they need another year to develop. But with Des out, uh, I'm sorry, but I just don't think Terrence Williams is going to get it done. He's a, he's a good wide receiver. He's not great. Uh, Witten will probably benefit more than anybody else. But Cole Beasley, mm-hmm. I can see him easily getting 10 targets per game. I can see him getting seven catches per game. Now, that could be seven catches for 50 yards. It could be seven catches for 90 yards. Right. Who knows? But, I mean, he's one of those guys where, you know, like Edelman, he's, gonna, you know, he's not going to be a game-breaker, but he's going to chip away and chip away and chip away. And next thing you know, in PPR League, you have 13, 15 points from him. Right, exactly. You know, just as a point of reference for the, for the daily game, Terrence Williams is going for $6,300 on FanDuel, which is not an outrageous amount of money. Cole Beasley is going for 5700 And I'll be honest, I'll have Cole Beasley in a few different lineups this weekend when all is said and done. I love his value for that price. Uh, and I agree with Doug. I think the targets are going to come his way. Jason Witten is going to be the main benefactor, though. Doug mentioned that as well. So, Doug, when we look at the wide receiver position, let's take a look at some of the guys who tore it up last week. Do you have any faith in James Jones? Two touchdowns. It became apparent with Jordy Nelson out who Aaron Rodgers' new red zone target was. Do you expect it to last, or is it a one-hit wonder for James Jones? Uh, honestly, I don't think it's a one-hit wonder, but I can see him being a three-hit wonder. You know, he's one of those guys where if you got him and the stock is high, I would sell. Because remember, Anthony, he's still the third wide receiver. Yes, it's a pass a heavy offense, but he's the third wide receiver. There's a lot of mouths to feed. If you can get if you can get him and get a nice value in a trade, I think I'd prefer that over actually keeping him. Remember, when, two years ago when he was the third receiver in Green Bay, he finished with 12 touchdowns. So true, true. he has had success in this role before. But at the same time, this is a guy who got cut by the Raiders, cut by the Giants before fate brought him back to Green Bay. Um, I think he's worth adding. I think he's worth owning. Deep, deep leagues, obviously, you start him, but, you know, 14, 16-team leagues. Um, I think he's good. I don't think he's great. I view him as a potential bi-week fill-in going forward as well, Doug. Um, what about you know, Dante I... Moncrief for the – go ahead, Doug. I'm sorry. No, I wanted to ask, what do you think about Brandon Coleman? He had a, he had a touchdown you know... last week against the Bucks. Um The guy looks like a, a beast in training. I mean, he is he is a specimen. He's about yeah. six six. He, uh, he, by all all rights, he should have been uh, tackled at about the six yard line. He refused to go down. He's a monster. I mean, his muscles are ripping out of him, and he's only he's only a rookie. Yeah, he was an undrafted rookie. Keep that in mind, undrafted right. rookie. But the Saints have had success finding undrafted or low draft. I mean, Marcus. Coleman was a seventh rounder. Jimmy Graham was undrafted. Brandon Coleman is undrafted. Just because a guy was undrafted, don't you know? The Saints know what they're doing, finding those those diamonds in the rough. Coleman is one of them. I'm super high on the kid. Uh, four for 41 in the touchdown last week. He's already won the starting job opposite Cooks. He's going to benefit a tremendous amount from Jimmy Graham being gone. He may be the guy who benefits the most in the red zone. Um, you know, I love both of these receivers this week in a matchup against Tampa Bay. You know, they allowed Marcus Mariota four touchdown passes. What are they going to give up to to Drew Brees, 
who, who didn't play poorly last week, 355 yards, a touchdown. He did get picked. But, you know, this is this has all the makings of a pretty high-scoring game. I think the Bucks could score. I think the Saints could score. This is a game I'm, I'm stocking some players up in. Uh, Brandon Coleman, I agree, though, Doug. Tremendous play. Not only this, if he's on the waiver wire, Doug, I, I, I correct me for him, but I, you view him as a must-add. Yeah, I, uh, you know what? I, I liked him. I thought he was going to take over Colston before the season starts, so I grabbed him before the season starts. I knew. I, well, I, I didn't know. I was afraid he's going to score a touchdown, show some of his talent, and then be, he'd be a hot wave wide guy. So I picked him up early. And, you know, I think not just this year, but especially next year, I think that Cooks and uh, – um, Sorry about that. My voice is going again. Cooks and Coleman could be a killer duo in uh, in New Orleans. Yeah, I agree 100%. Bree still has something left. Ingram can run. Uh, you saw how the, the Saints incorporated the running backs in the passing game, both Ingram and Kyrie Robinson. Just wait for C.J. Spiller to get back from the knee injury. Uh, this offense is still going to score points, Doug. That's for sure. I have another player out there, Dante Moncrief against the Jets. You know, T.Y. Hilton's a game-time decision. Andre Johnson, Dante Moncrief. Moncrief got in the end zone last week. He had a nice game. Now, we were saying I'm a little weary of the Colts against the Jets' offense. But you know what? The Colts, even though they got stunned by Buffalo last week, uh, 27-14, Dante Moncrief still had six receptions for 46 yards and a touchdown. If T.Y. Hilton plays, Darrell Revis is going to cover him. That means... That means Andre Johnson and Dante Moncrief are going against the Jets' third and fourth corner because Antonio Cromartie's not playing with the knee injury. Uh, I added Dante. I was able to get Dante Moncrief in a few leagues. I like him this week. He's in my top 20 strictly because of that. Now, obviously, if Hilton doesn't play, it brings more attention to Moncrief, makes his job maybe a little more difficult. But Andrew Luck, although he's still Andrew Luck, regardless of what we said earlier, He's got to throw the ball to somebody. That somebody may end up being Dante Moncrief, who was a first-round pick just a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that, that's, that, that's a big question. If T.Y. is gone this week, who's on Revis Island? You know, I, in some leagues I have Moncrief. In some leagues I have um, Andre Johnson. So who's, who's going to cover him? That's, that's a big question. My gut feeling is Darrell Revis is going to cover Andre Johnson. Um, I think Moncrief then should have an op- some opportunities. Six catches, 70 yards, a touchdown. I do like the odds on that for, uh, for Dante Moncrief. Doug, any other wide receivers out there? We've covered a few of them that you like this week here for NFL Fantasy Football Week 2. Yeah, I, I really like Stevie Johnson against the Bengals for San Diego. I mean, I just like San Diego. I think Phillip Rivers... Is another, he's, he's almost like the, uh, the Danny Woodhead of quarterbacks. The guy just gets no love. You know, he have, he'll have a great game. People say, oh, well, he played well. And then the following week, he's still ranked low again, and he just doesn't get that much respect. I just don't get it. And I, I, I think he's, he's borderline top ten quarterback for me. And Steven Johnson, uh, you know, he's, he's got the opportunity for a real big game this week against the Bengals, I think. Fair enough. You know, some other guys – uh, Nate Washington of Houston, he can maybe do a little damage for the second week of row against Carolina. I don't think he's terrible. I like Roddy White this week of the Falcons against the Giants. Um, you saw what the, what the Cowboys did to them. 
So so I'm all in favor of that as well. Doug, we got another call here on the line before we sign off. So let's take this call. Hello, you're on the air with Anthony and Doug. Who's this? Hey, Anthony, Doug, it's Rich again. Rich again, giving us a call back. Two calls in an hour. Yeah, got, Rich, got what's that. happening? Uh, this time I got some running back questions. <laughs> All right, let's hear it, Rich. Darren Sproles, what do you think about him? Do you, is he written off this year, or do you think he'll, uh, you think he'll get some work? Um, I'll, I'll go first on this, Doug. Darren Sproles had a terrific first game last week, right? There, there's no denying that. Carried the ball five times for 50, seven catches for 76 yards. He was, 10, he was basically 10 yards every time he touched the ball. Terrific game. But here's the truth of the matter, right? DeMarco Murray was ineffective. Eight carries for nine yards and a touchdown. Uh, four catches for 11 yards. The truth of the matter is once – DeMarco Murray gets it going and is DeMarco Murray and I don't think he'll be DeMarco Murray of last year it's almost impossible to repeat that but is the DeMarco Murray more or less that the Eagles signed I think Sproles' role takes a small step back you look back at last year's numbers Darren Sproles got off to a terrific start last year as well and as the season went along uh, his effectiveness was inconsistent at best Uh, I'm not saying don't roster him you can roster him I'm not tripping myself to own him unless you're in a position where you get kick return points and things like that. Kick return points are a game changer with players like Darren Sproles because you know he's one of the best in the business. But the Eagles have a lot of weapons. There's a pecking order there. DeMarco Murray's number one. Jordan Matthews is number two. They want to get Zach Ertz, the tight end involved. They've got three or four other wide receivers. Ryan Matthews is also signed to a big contract, so he's going to carry the ball uh, and spell DeMarco Murray. Uh, you know, don't go out of your way to add Darren Sproles. You know, okay. uh, the, the, it's a tough one because you know what? They have three legitimate running backs back there, DeMarco Murray, Ryan Matthews, and Sproles. And you know what? I think because there's three of them, he's always going to have fresh legs. Um, I could see him if, if, if you're in a deep league and, uh, you know, you're, you know, you need a flex player. I think he's good for eight to ten points a week minimum. So I mean, if he's there and you want to put him on the roster, and he's definitely for at least a bye week fill. But I mean, he's one of those guys you don't want to start him as a running back one or two, as a flex player. You know what? I mean, he he could give you almost double digits every week. So I really don't have a problem with you taking him uh, taking a flyer on him. If he's still there. In a PPR league, he's probably worth owning, like you said, for a bye week fill-in. I'd rather start Shane Vereen. I'd rather start Danny Woodhead, though, for most of the season. Um, but there you go, Richmond. Anything else? Uh, no, that was just it. Because I, I have a terrible running back on my team, so I was just seeing if I should start him over Doug Martin or who do, Rashad Who Jennings. are you running back? Rich, who do you have at running back? Doug Martin and Rashad Jennings. Hmm. And then Reggie Bush, but he's out. Right. See, Jennings has a great matchup this week against the Falcons. I think you got to play yeah. Jennings. I don't mind that matchup. And Doug Martin has a great matchup this week as well. Um, we were talking New about Orleans. him earlier against the, against New Orleans. <clears throat> so I like both of those matchups and the guaranteed touches, 15 to 20 touches for both of those guys. You know, Doug Martin only got, I think, 11 touches last week, but the Saints were down 35 points before, you know, before Jameis Winston even got on the field. So I, I think the Buccaneers will try to control the ball a little bit, uh, keep Drew Brees off the field. That's going to be a lot of Doug Martin. 
Rashad mm-hmm. Jennings. Yeah. Uh, you know, the same thing. The Giants are going to try to control things a little bit, keep Matt Ryan off the field. I like both of those running backs over Darren Sproles this week. Doug, what do you think? You know, I think uh, my play on it is give Rashad Jennings another two weeks. See what he does. If he's not, you know, breaking double digits, you may have to bench him. And, I, and if it's PPR, I can see Sproles in two weeks, maybe three weeks. If Jennings is not getting it done, I can see starting Sproles over him. Yeah, I mean, okay. Jennings wasn't terrible last week, 52 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't awful by any means. He gave you over 10 points. Go with that, Rich, and uh, and good luck with all of that. All right, man? All right, thanks, fellas. Take care. Thanks, Richard. All right, man. Have a good one. All right, Doug, we got a couple of minutes left. Let's take a look at the tight end position. And we talked about that briefly at the start of the show. You know, some guys came out of nowhere last uh, last Sunday to have monster games. Tyler Eifert lit it up. Austin Safarin Jenkins lit it up. Heath Miller had a big game. Jordan Cameron had a big game. These are just Jordan Reed. Here are some low-end tight ends. If you missed out on Gronk, there are some tight ends out there that gave you some numbers. Doug, who do you like at the tight end position this week as well? Uh, you know what? I like Ladarius Green this week. I know I'm going I'm, – I'm actually, in all my positions, I'm very uh, pro-San Diego this week. But I mean, Yeah, I know that we like the matchup against the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's – you know what? The thing is this. I can see – I can't see Andy Dalton handling a shootout. And Rivers, I can. You know, I can see – I can see San Diego pulling ahead, uh, you know, within the first half. And then the Bengals try to catch up. The Bengals have a good defense. But you know what? I think the uh, I think San Diego's offense is pretty legit. They have a lot of weapons over there. Yeah, I don't mind Ladarius Green. We talked about Austin Safar and Jenkins. Um, I don't mind. I, I like him. Tyler Eifert. I'm not buying the hype. He is not going to have another game like he had last week. He's not. Um, I'm not tripping over myself to start him against San Diego. Obviously, the tight ends you're going to roll with are the guys like Gronkowski, Olsen, um, Martellus Bennett. Doug, I agree with what you said earlier. I think Jason Witten is the biggest benefactor of the Des Bryant injury. He is a must-start. If you're looking for another tight end to add or start, and I'm all in on this guy, uh, the question will be health. But Jordan Reed of the Washington Redskins against the St. Louis Rams, I just think Jordan Reed is a supremely talented wide receiver. I'm sorry, tight end. Last week you saw him go 7 for 63 and a touchdown. Uh, he has great rapport with Kirk Cousins. Jordan Reed will not stay healthy all year. He just won't. He's never been able to do it. But doesn't mean you can't add him and start him now. Um, I have no problem if you are a looking for a tight end uh, going with Jordan Reed. Doug, your thoughts on Jordan Reed? Um, well, my thoughts are I actually picked him up this week. You know, and I've always okay. been a big fan of his. Like you said, the problem is just health. I mean, if the guy's on the field and he's healthy, he's a legit, uh, I guess, borderline uh, tight end one. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there. He is a borderline tight end one that you can go with. Um, Just some other tight ends. Monitor the Delaney Walker situation. He's got some ligament issues in his hand or wrist. So monitor that. That could be bad news um, there. So just, you know, you may want to look in another place. For your starting tight end. But, Doug, it is 11 o'clock, and this is the fastest hour of our week, and we are shockingly out of time. Um, 
want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank Rich for giving us a couple of calls. We do appreciate the love. Um, we thank everybody for listening, whether live tonight, Thursday night on Blog Talk Radio, or if you listen to On Demand on either Blog Talk Radio or on iTunes. Don't forget, go to iTunes, search the show, subscribe, download, rate the show as well. We do appreciate all the feedback you can give us. Follow us on Twitter at A Aniano Fantasy and on Facebook at the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. Um, follow that for any show updates, fantasy news information, updates when I'll be appearing maybe on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio as well. Don't forget to listen to my other show, Tuesday nights, Roto Ball of Fantasy Sports Radio, right here on Blog Talk Radio. You can find that on iTunes as well. That is Tuesday nights, 930, as we cover all the ad drops and waiver wire information that you need for the upcoming week. And then Doug and I every Thursday night here on BTR, starting at 10 o'clock, giving you all the best start-sit information that you will need. Doug, great job as always. Great having you over the phone. Hopefully we get you in the studio well. Feel better, my friend, and uh, thank you very much. Thank you, and uh, thanks, Richie. I think we have a stalk rant today. I kind of like it, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, it, it is good. I don't like the fact that when I wake up in the morning, he's laying next to me in bed. I don't know how he gets in the house. But uh, nonetheless, I do appreciate the fact. My wife certainly doesn't appreciate it. But, um, you know, you know you're doing well when you got a stalker. So, Rich, we do appreciate it. Thanks, my friend. To everybody else out there, thanks for listening. Enjoy your weekend. NFL Week 2 is, is underway. Enjoy it. And we'll see you right back here next Thursday night, folks. Have a great night. <laughs>